Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the April 11th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the RBC Heritage Little Masters recap and get you set up for this week's golf tournament, including I got my best cut uh, bet to miss the cut. I got top 20. I got top 10. I got top 5. I got two outright picks, and then I got my DFS lineup as well. Now, you might, uh, if you're watching the YouTube version of the show, you're going to see that I'm wearing my next jersey because the NBA playoffs start this week. Um, because of my long storied history of about two months cheering for the New York Knicks, I'm very excited. Uh, it's, it's our year, I think. Uh, all right, Masters. Um, didn't hit a single outright pick. Uh, the big story, obviously, John Rom winning. I did say during the preview, and I've been saying this for the past two months now, at any elevated event, if you don't bet on John Rom and slash or Scotty Scheffler, then that's just malpractice because John Rom and Scotty Scheffler still a step above the rest. Unfortunately, I took Scheffler in- instead of Rom, but I mean, and I tweeted this out. I think Sunday after the end of the Masters, those two golfers were still, I know Scheffler didn't quite finish near the top of the leaderboard, but still finished first and second in strokes gained tee to green at the Masters. Rom came in at first at plus 3.56, Scheffler at second plus 3.21. Next closest was Patrick Cantley all the way down at plus 2.78. So the issue uh, for Scheffler was his putting. Uh, Round one and round two, his putting was absolutely terrible. He lost. 3.5 3.5 strokes in the field with his putting in round one, 3.89 strokes to the field in round two. Uh, he, he figured out he figured it out over the weekend, but it's too little, too late. Gained uh, over over stroke both in round three and round four with his putting. Too little, too late. If he would have put it even average, it would have been it would have came down to Rom and, and Scheffler uh, at the end. So even though it's a bit of a blow, it's still interesting. Masters, uh, I got handed to Phil Mickelson. I tried to fade him every which way. Uh, and it did not work. T2 finish for Phil Mickelson. That's the most shocking result of the week for sure. Um, I did successfully fade a few live golfers, though. Uh, Sergio Garcia missed the cut. I bet on that. Bubba Watson and Bryson DeChambeau missed the cut. And I also parlayed those two to miss the cut at like plus 475, I think it was. So that was a good hit. Um, I did have a parlay with DeChambeau, Bubba Watson, and Phil Mickelson at all three of them to miss the cut at 10 to 1. Ooh, that would have been nice to hit. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Unfortunately, obviously, did not even come close to the Phil Mickelson playing out of his mind. Shout out Sam Bennett, top amateur. That was fun, but also he fucked himself when he uh, trashed uh, Augusta National after his second round, saying it actually wasn't that hard of a course. And then he shot, what, I think seven over the rest of the tournament. Live golfers did do better than I expected, although I think... The over-under for live golfers to make the cut was at 12.5, and, and I think it landed on under by one golfer. I think 12 made the cut. Um, so that was interesting to see. I guess they kind of performed pretty much as well as most odds makers thought they were going to. They did a little bit better than I did, especially with Brooks and Phil. And by the way, good to see Brooks back competing in majors. Um, I, and I think this is something that we saw this weekend, is that the PGA Tour uh, misses its heels. We, we, we miss... 
Phil Mickelson. We miss Brooks Kepka. We we miss the guys that we kind of love to hate. Um, it makes them. It makes the end of tournaments a little bit more fun when you have someone that you're actively cheering against. Or in this case, a lot of people were cheering for Brooks or Redemption Arc. You gotta love that. So that was the Masters. Um, shout out to anyone who bet on John Rom. I even though I took the wrong top. Uh, top Gun. I took Scheffler instead of uh, Rom. I don't. I don't regret it because Rom's form was not good heading into the Masters. That was kind of the big difference maker, which made me lean Rom. Hey, Rom pulled it together. Good for him. Also, bad side of the draw, and he still won by four strokes. It's Rom. It's Scheffler, and it's the rest of the golf world. Now, I said earlier that you have to bet on one of those two guys in every tournament that they're playing in well they're playing in this week and i'm actually not going to follow that rule but i'm going <laughs> to i'm not going to listen to my own advice and i'm sure one of them will win this week but i'll give you my outright picks here in a little bit for the rbc heritage uh probably most stacked field we've seen at the rbc heritage uh elevated event uh which is kind of weird to have an elevated event the week after the masters i mean a lot of guys like take the week after the masters off but hey i'm not going to complain uh we already got some withdrawals will zalatoris out for the year uh, to get back surgery, that's not good. Back surgery is never good in golf. Uh, wish him the best. Roy McIlroy withdrawal. And Jason Day is withdrawing. The reason why Roy McIlroy withdrawing is huge news because part of the agreement which he led was that for these elevated events, these top golfers are supposed to only miss one per season. Uh, and he already missed one. He didn't compete at the Tournament of Champions. So... This is his second elevated event that he's missing, and it's only April. Uh, not a good sign. I think he already make, it makes him, I think, ineligible for, for PIP or eligible for only 50% of what he get from PIP or something like that. So if his only punishment is not winning as much money at the end of the year, then I don't really think it matters because I don't think Roy McIlroy needs any more money, and I think he feels the same way. Um, so let's get into the RBC Heritage. Just a few tips and tricks uh, that you should keep in mind when betting on the RBC Heritage here. Second smallest greens on tour. Um, you need to have a great approach game. Look at guys who hit high green and regulation percentage, high in strokes gain approach. These are very tough greens to hit. But the most unique factor about Harbor Town golf links um, at Hilton Head for the RBC Heritage is driving distance actually does not help golfers. Actually, they don't even... We even see uh, golfers who usually drive the ball far. They just, like, they can't. It's actually a hindrance uh, because trees are everywhere. There's plenty of dog legs. Um, I heard a stat, I think it was on No Laying Up, that Dustin Johnson, when he used to play in this event, even though one of the longest drivers on tour, would only average, like, 285 off the tee at RBC Heritage because they're clubbing down to three wood. Um, you can't cut off the dog legs whatsoever. It's all about placement. So guys who drive the ball far... I would actually kind of stay away from them. Let's focus on some short and accurate hitters uh, this week. Uh, also worth noting, eighth toughest for approach shots. That kind of comes back to the fact that we have the second smallest screens on tour. Um, and according to datagolf.com, which is my favorite stats website um, for the PGA Tour, 26.2% of shots come from 175 to 200 yards out, which is by far more than any other distance so we can kind of key in on that 25 yard distance of 175 to 200 yards out so we're looking for accurate drivers staying away from guys who bomb the ball for the most part um and the guys who are great with their approach game specifically want from 175 to 200 yards out all right let's get into my bets like i said i've miscut i got top 20 i got top 10 i got top five 
And then two outright picks this week. I couldn't decide between between, between the two. Usually for the non-majors, I stick to one, but I got two this week. So let's start with miscut. This one might come as a surprise to you. By the way, when I give out miscuts, miscut picks, I usually make them a little bit more of a bold call. It's not. It wouldn't be very fun if I give you a minus 175 to miss the cut. So instead, I'm looking at someone who's in the top, in this case, the top 10 on the odds list to win. I'm going to take him to miss the cut. Uh, is this sour grapes? My salty for how he performed for me last year for the fifth Masters in a row? Yes. Am I totally making this bet because of that reason? Partially. Not totally. I'll take Xander Shoffley to miss the cut at the RBC Heritage. Plus 275. Two big reasons. Outside of the fact that I hate him because of he gave me hope on Thursday at the Masters and then proceeded to choke the rest of the way. Um, he is not an accurate driver. It is the weakness of his game. 124th in driving accuracy. You can't play well at the RBC Heritage spraying the ball off the tee because there's too many trees. Fairways are too thin. If you're spraying it off the tee, you're ending in thick, thick trees. Maybe if you're lucky, you can punch it out. Sometimes you got to take a drop. So not a good course for guys who are inaccurate off the tee, and that's Xander Shoffley's biggest weakness. And that has kind of shown in his finishes at this event. He's played in the, at the RBC Heritage three times. He finished 32nd in 2018, 63rd in 2019, 64th in 2020. Uh, so all three starts here. He's at bad finishes. I'm going to take him to miss the cut at plus 275. Next up, we have top 20. A guy I can't quit lately. I don't know why I'm obsessed. I'm invested. All my money is invested into the Hoge coin. Tom Hoagie, top 20 plus 350. Uh, now, this guy has not had good uh, course history either. He's actually, in fact, had a bad course history, but I don't understand why because his style of play should fit this course to perfection. He's first on tour still in, in strokes gained approach, so he's a great approach player. He's uh, 130th in driving distance, but 25th in driving accuracy. The course should fit to his style of play perfectly. I don't know why he doesn't have a great course history. I'm going to bet on that to turn things around this week at plus 350. I, I don't know why. I look at Tom Hoagie's numbers, and I get seduced by them every time. I invest all my, co all my coin into the Hoge coin, and it hasn't paid off for me yet. This is like the third or fourth week over the past couple months that I've bet on Tom Hoagie. Has not worked yet. Let's hope it does this week. Tom Hoagie plus 350. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. To finish inside the top 20. And I will say, by the way, when placing these top 20, top 10, top 5 bets, and I've brought this up in the past, be sure that you check out the sportsbook that you're betting at, the rules that they have. Most of them actually have dead heat rules. So if you bet on a guy that finished in the top 20 and they finished T20... Um, then you only get a partial payout, and that's super frustrating. I make sure these types of bets are at um, a book where uh, ties are paid out in full, and it will say that. Um, so if you're comparing odds of different books and you see one book has shorter odds than the rest, um, just be sure that you know what the payout um, structure is 
for these bets. Specifically, if you're in the uh, state of New York like I am, BetMGM pays ties out in full. Pretty much every other book like DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, they all do dead heat rules. So for these types of bets, I generally stick to uh, BetMGM because they do ties paid on full. I'm willing to take a little bit of a hit on the odds if ties are paid on full because nothing is more frustrating than thinking you cash a top 20 bet because they finished T20 and you get like sometimes even if, if a lot of guys are tied, sometimes you win less money than you actually even bet. So that's my piece of advice for these types of bets. Top 10, I think this might be my best bet of the entire tournament. My favorite bet of the entire tournament. It is Russell Henley to finish inside the top 10 at 4-1. to one. He has been in great form lately. T19 at the Players' Championship, T17, and then a T4 at last week's Masters. There's even a couple moments there on Sunday. It looked like Russell Henley might come from behind. He was one of the only guys that looked like for a moment who would be able to challenge John Rahm, but he, can't, uh, he kind of uh, ran out of speed there at the end. But still, T4 finish at the Masters, extremely impressive. Uh, he also has a good course history. He finished 6th here all the way back in 2014, but he finished ninth here in 2021. His putter has been hot, which has been his weakness all season, uh, has been his putter. But he gained plus 1.38 strokes putting at the Masters. I think it's two straight events, I believe, where he gained over a stroke on the field with his putting. Um, and I mentioned data golf earlier. Um, and if you ever want to sign up for data golf, if you really want to dive into some uh, predictive models and analytics for golf, I encourage you to do so. Um, but I'll let you know, I was looking at, so each, uh, before each tournament, they have a, their predictive model and it gives uh, the percentages for each player to make the cut. I think it's top 20, top 10, top five and to win on data golf's predictive model. They have Russell Henley with the 11th best odds to win, but he's 20th on the actual odds list list. So if you're looking for a guy who seems to be an outlier in some predictive models compared to where he's at on the odds list, it's Russell Henley. Also, I was speaking about driving distance. Well, Russell Henley first on tour in driving distance. The most accurate driver so far this season. 176th in driving distance. So this course fits his style of play perfectly. He's in great form. He has great history here. His numbers match up. His predictive models look great. Top 10, Russell Henley. You could take him to win. If you want to take a bit of a long shot to win, it's Russell Henley. I'm going to stay a little bit more conservative. I love him to finish inside the top 10 at plus 400. Moving on to top five. This is probably going to be a little bit more of a popular pick here. Shane Lowry to finish in the top five at plus 650. Great history at the course. He has a third place finish, ninth place finish, and third place finish in three of his last four starts. He's seventh in driving accuracy, 24th in strokes gain approach. Pretty solid T16 performance at the Masters last week. Um, nothing really else to say. Good, good course history, good numbers, good form. Shane Lowry, top five, plus 650, which brings me to my two picks to win. Usually with these non-majors, I usually just stick to one pick to win, but I couldn't decide between these two, and I am not following my own rule of betting on either John Rahm and or Scotty Scheffler, which I'm sure will bite me in the ass. I will tell you, if I had to pick between the top two guys, I would go Scheffler this week. Rahm's biggest weakness is he's a little bit wayward off the tee. His driving accuracy isn't dialed in all the time. That's going to hurt him at the RBC Heritage, and maybe a little bit of a master's hangover. Uh, whereas Scotty Scheffler, I can't think of a course that would fit Scotty Scheffler's 
um, uh, style of play any better. But the reason why I didn't want to bet on him is he's never competed here. I get nervous when guys have never played on a course before. At least knowing the course a little bit, I think, is a big advantage. He's never played at the RBC Heritage. Uh, so that's why I took off Scheffler. So I do have a reason why I'm not betting on either of the two. Which brings me down to, well, literally the third guy on the odds list. And this is a guy that uh, kind of grew into a villain himself at the Masters. And that is Patrick Cantlay at 12-1. to 1. And then I'm also going to take the defending champ, Jordan Spieth, at 20-1. to 1. These two finished first and second last year. I think they even played in the playoff. Uh, let me see if I can confirm that. But these, these are two guys with fantastic course history. Fantastic form. Fantastic numbers to fit this course. Yes. Yeah, these two went to a playoff last year. Spieth won on a par in the first playoff hole. So Cantlay's 12 to 1. I got Spieth at 20 to 1. Uh, last week, um, Patrick Cantlay finished third in strokes gained T degree. And it was John Rahm. I mentioned this earlier. It was John Rahm is Scotty Scheffler. Then Patrick Cantlay came in at uh, uh, third in strokes gained T to green. He uncharacteristically lost strokes putting. He is a very good putter. I believe he's top 50 in strokes game putting, so I don't um, assume that he's going to lose strokes putting again this week. He finished third in 2017 and 2019, seventh in 2018, and second last year. So dating back to 2017, um, he has finished seventh or better every time that he's played in this event, 17th in driving accuracy. And then in terms of Jordan Spieth, T4 last week, he has excelled in every single area. Um, I have nothing bad to say about Jordan Spieth. I didn't bet on him last week because I thought he's a little bit too inconsistent. But hey, he finished T4 at the Masters. He played well all four rounds. So two guys with great form, great course history. Uh, the course history advantage they have on Scheffler and Rom. I think Rom's only played this event once. Um, so yeah, a lot of things line up for both these guys. It's going to be the rare time that I'm not going to bet on either Rom and or Scheffler. So give me Patrick Cantlay to win 12 to 1, Jordan Spieth to win 20 to 1. Now for you DFS guys, I'll uh I'll show you my DFS lineup here too. Let me see if I can uh turn on my display capture. Here we go. Uh, 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 there we go. Oh, sorry if you're just listening to the audio version of this. This doesn't make any sense, but there you go. This is why you got to watch this on YouTube. All right, my DFS lineup. I'm going Spieth, Cantlay. I'm taking those two guys uh, in my DFS lineup. I mean, four of these names are the exact same that we that you just heard me um, talk about. Spieth, Cantlay, Henley, Hoge. Investing in Hoge coin once again. So not only is he going to screw my bets, he's going to screw my DFS lineup too. I also got Aaron Rye, a very good iron player, very good at hitting greens. He's in my DFS lineup. And Brandon Wu, kind of underrated and everywhere. A little bit of a, a solid cheap option if you're looking for a DFS lineup. So I got Spieth, Cantley, Henley, Hoge, Rye, and Wu for my DFS lineup. I don't do big money for DFS lineup. I keep them pretty small. Um, I think this one is only like a $12 uh, DFS lineup to $12 entry. Um, so there you have it. This has been my RBC Heritage Breakdown. I'll go through my picks uh, once again just to recap them. I got Xander Shoffley to miss the cut at plus 275. 
Tom Hoagie, top 20 at plus 350. Russell Henley, top 10 at plus 400. Shane Lowry, top 5 at plus 650. Patrick Cantlay, 12 to 1 to win. Spieth, 20 to 1 to win. Uh, and then my DFS lineup is Spieth, Cantlay, Henley, Hoag, Hoagie, Rye, Wu. All right. Thank you all so much for, for watching, for listening. If you're watching this on the YouTube version, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Like the video if you're listening to the audio version of this. Rate and review the podcast. That helps us out a lot. I'll be back. Probably not again until next week. I'm hoping Monday morning the NHL playoffs start Monday night. So Monday morning or maybe if I'm really ambitious Sunday morning, I'll have an NHL playoff preview uh, that I'll be releasing. Regular season doesn't wrap up till Friday, so I can't get it done earlier than that, unfortunately. So keep an eye out for that. With NHL playoffs, I might even bet on every single NHL playoff game. How about that? But I'll give you my pick for every series. Keep an eye out for that Monday morning at the latest. Gamble or bless. Good luck to all your bets this week. And I'll talk to you later. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.